This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk back again with you guys for another show, for another episode of the Arsenal Transfer Show, for episode 65 of the summer so far, in which Arsenal have made exactly zero signings in the 65 episodes that we have done so far. Uh, we continue, we move, we, we sit and we pray that something may change very soon. And you know, it could be changing very soon, considering the fact that we know that at least one of those targets is, of course, in London now, uh, sorting out the final details of their move from Benfica, being Nuno Tavares. Uh, and another signing could be on the way very, very soon as well. So we actually might be able to put a few notches on the tally boards. I might have to get an overlay that goes down this side of the screen that just starts to count up how many <laughs> we actually have done throughout the summer. Anyway, I hope you're good in the morning. hope you're good in the morning. Who says that? That's such a weird thing to say. I hope you're good this morning, uh, people, in the chat box. And I hope you're doing well. We're going to be talking about all of Arsenal's latest transfer hype and news. And there's a few more players that have been linked to Arsenal this morning that typically have not really been on the radar whatsoever. So this should be quite an interesting show. Let's crack on with our first story, uh, which revolves around Gabriel uh, Magalhaes, uh, our Brazilian centre-back, of course. Now, there's been a bit of an issue um, here because, of course, he was set to uh, join up with the Brazilian national side. That is not going to happen because he has unfortunately suffered a knee injury, uh, which means that he will miss the tournaments. He's not uh, fit enough to, to, to join up with the Brazilian national team. And so, therefore, he's going to be out. and means he will be back before the start of the season. However, what we don't know is we don't know the extent of the genuine injury of which he has actually suffered. Um, and that for me is a real big shame, um, obviously, because we would have wanted to see Gabriel come back and, and play and and obviously come in and really get his second season at a much better standard than we saw his first season. Started off really well last season, but trailed off towards the end of last season in terms of consistency and output. So you would, fingers crossed, hope that he comes back from whatever injury this is, from whatever um, kind of level of seriousness this injury is and, and can hit the ground running. But we have no information so far about the extent of it. or we know that it's a knee injury, but we don't know uh, how bad uh, that it is. But knee injuries, you know, instantly you 
you start thinking worst case scenario of, of months rather than weeks. Um, and maybe it'll make Arteta reconsider sending out William Saliba online. And we'll come on to talk about that in just a bit. Uh, in fact, we'll do it right now. Interestingly, William Saliba, of course, linked with a move to Marseille. He is interested a lot of clubs, of course, and Arsenal were uh, looking to send the guy out on loan this season because they didn't feel he was going to get enough minutes again. And he's had three seasons of interrupted football, of playing 20 games or less in the leagues uh, for both Saint-Etienne and now Nice. But they want to send him out on loan this season to get lots of minutes. However, um, there is an issue um, because Marseille, and specifically their coach, uh, Jorge Sampaoli, uh, the Argentinian, former Chilean uh, international coach, he is more interested, supposedly, uh, in Luan Perez, um, the Santos centre-back. That's the player that he is most interested in. And in fact, the Santos uh, president has already talked about a proposal that has been made for Luan Perez. Um, and so therefore, Marseille seemingly very much so are pushing for him uh, to be his choice. Now, does it mean they won't want to take both this season? Who knows? Uh, we all honestly don't know the answer to that. We don't know whether or not Marseille would take both. But it does seem like Luan Perez is very much who Marseille are going for initially. Uh, and a deal with Saliba and the option that was put into that contract not being allowed may have turned them off it which does mean that it doesn't necessarily mean he's going to stay at Arsenal Saliba but it could mean that another team has an opportunity to come in for him there's teams like Lille like Southampton like Newcastle uh, by Leverkusen all interested in William Saliba this season uh, and uh, maybe some people will be more relieved that he will not be joining up with Matteo Genduzzi. But this deal could still happen. Uh, there's no indications that Marseille's interest has gone, just that they are interested in uh, Luan Perez of, uh, of Santos. So we'll have to wait and see how that one transpires. Uh, let's move on to Pablo Marie, who I never really expected to be talking about this summer. Um, but interestingly, uh, Besiktas have been linked by AS with a move for our Spanish centre-back. Uh, they claim that uh, the Turkish side are interested in taking him on a season-long loan. I don't know why that would benefit Arsenal. That wouldn't benefit the player, other than maybe getting more regular minutes than he will behind Gabriel. Arsenal will have no interest whatsoever after signing Pablo Marie on a permanent deal last summer and sending him on loan, I would imagine, because he's a really good backup to that position and gives us plenty of kind of depth in that role as well. So I would be absolutely shocked to see Pablo Marie leave the club this summer in any kind of permanent or uh, loan spell. But AS have reported that Besiktas are interested in the defender. Um, but I would be very surprised if Marie ended up leaving the club this summer. Moving on to our next story, which involves Brighton and Bissouma. Um Now, this is quite funny. And a lot of you tweeted me yesterday. You guys, knowing my uh, adoration for Red Bull Salzburg, saw that Enoch and Wepu has made a move from uh, Austria to Brighton, uh, the central midfielder that can play as a, a right wing back, as a right midfielder, mainly though as a central midfielder in kind of a box-to-box -box kind of role, uh, has moved to Brighton. Now, what this means, obviously, is that it does put into question uh, if Yves Basuma's kind of future because they play a very similar role. Does this signing mean that he's going? It doesn't necessarily guarantee that. Both players could play together in a central midfield partnership, but it does seem to me anyway, and it does strike me as, as clearly Brighton uh, are preparing for Basuma's possible exit by bringing in Mwepu. It seems that this is all set up for Arsenal to move for the midfielder. I know it's frustrating a lot of people to not see Arsenal do it. We all want to see Arsenal move for Basuma because he's obviously someone that we feel would improve our squads a lot. Um, 
But maybe this is a good sign that they have got uh, a replacement in. But as I said, they can play together. And uh, it's a very good signing on Brighton's part. And Wepo is actually someone that I recommended uh, a fair few videos a fair few months ago that uh, Arsenal should certainly be going for him. So he's certainly one that you should be looking out for. Let's go on to uh, Jesper Lindstrom, uh, who is a Brondby uh, player. Very interesting link this uh he's a player that obviously i have heard absolutely uh, nothing about uh, he's a player uh, that plays as kind of this he's a midfielder but i beyond that i don't know kind of what his role is about where he plays i think he's more of an attacking midfielder than anything but i'm not going to sit here and try and pretend that i know anything about him he has got a cap though for just checking on this now has got a cap for Denmark uh, so he's already in that kind of bracket uh, in terms of his age uh, he's still pretty young he's 21 years of age so Arsenal's interest in him doesn't surprise me uh, what is interesting though is that if Arsenal are going for a young attacking midfielder then what does this mean for the future of Emil Smith-Rowe 21 years of age surely that would block and, and kind of uh, really make that difficult, that position for Emil Smith-Rowe if they were going for it or create more competition. I think Arsenal would be more looking at going for a, kind of an older, more established 23 to 25-year-old attacking midfielder or, or maybe slightly older than that and looking at like a Sabitzer, for instance. Um, but Arsenal have been credited with interest, but it does seem like the German side, Frankfurt, are the, the most likely destination for Lindstrom this summer. Um, but the link was there, made uh, yesterday, so we obviously we were going to cover it and tell you about it. Um, moving on to Sambi Lakonga, uh, obviously the Belgian midfielder looking very close to joining Arsenal. We have said this a lot um, over the last fair few weeks or so that he is very close to joining the Gunners, um, which is great. But Fab did tweet yesterday that it looks pretty much all there. We told you yesterday, I spoke to PJ Kalkuna, HLN News in, in Belgium, and he said to me that this was a case of if, basically not, as when, not if now. And it was just about getting the last kind of uh, uh, deals uh, and last little details of the, of the contract sorted. So this looks like it's, it's very close to happening. So finally, maybe asked can get a, a signing across the line. Um, another interesting player, looking at Bologna's uh, Takahiro Tomiyasu, the Japanese international centre-back that can play as a right-back, has been linked with Spurs. And now DiMarzio reports that Arsenal are also interested in the Bologna defender. A really weird one. Mainly because when you think about kind of Ben White as Arsenal's main centre-back target, I wouldn't really be expecting Arsenal to push for a, a centre-back of kind of this. Not level, I suppose, is maybe too disrespectful, but certainly uh, as more of a prospect. Um, but Demarzio has reported yesterday that Arsenal are challenging Tottenham for his signature. Um, but Spurs have always been the, the team that I've seen mainly linked with him. Um, I don't know anything about him. Um, but I will try and give you some more information. We may do a tactical breakdown on him to try and find out how he compares. But he has played, when I've looked at him, at both right-back and centre-back for Bologna this season. Can play on the left of a back two, can play on the right of a back two, can play at right-back. So he's got that versatility about him, 22 years of age. Uh, an interesting player. I don't know anything about him, though. So... Uh, uh, nothing at all. Uh, when it comes down to our next story, though, obviously a lot of us have heard of this guy, uh, James Madison, back in the news again. Uh, and when you look at 
this profile, seeing the report that came out yesterday from the AFC Bell, it did seem a little bit like it was just trying to keep the fire stoked, trying to poke the fire of Madison, telling us that nothing has really happened. Of course, it was in response to a story about a player that we're going to talk about in a second. Um, but James Madison, as we've said, and I've, we've talked about several times, are in Arsenal interested in him? Of course Arsenal are interested in him. There aren't many teams that wouldn't be interested in him. Have Arsenal made any kind of bid for him? No, they haven't. Do I expect them to? I'd be surprised if they would bid the amount of money that it takes to get him. Maybe that would happen later on down the window if Arsenal managed to sell plenty of players this summer and get kind of a, a windfall of cash. Um, but the interest is still there. Nothing in terms of an official bid, but there was mentions of him by the AFC Bell yesterday. We move on to our final story of the day which is Hussem Awar. The French midfielder of Lyon um, was reported by Le Ten Sports and some questionable sources in England um, that Arsenal had made an offer uh, for, Le for the Lyon midfielder. Now, as far as I'm aware, this isn't the case. Arsenal haven't made any kind of offer um, for Awar. Um, and as far as we've been told also by the Bell, who tweeted yesterday, um, that they have said that they've heard absolutely nothing about an offer, which is, falls in line with everything that I've been aware of. <laughs> no bid whatsoever has gone in for Hussam Awar, as far as we know. Um, has there been interest? Of course. I think he's on Arsenal's list of players. There was all of that interest last summer, so it'd be an absolute shock if they weren't interested in him. But absolutely no chance that, that they've made a bid at this stage. Uh, could they make a bid? Of course, they may further down the line should they not get some of their more kind of higher up on their list targets which you'd hope that they'd be able to get I mean you lay out this plan and we want to go for our primary targets but 20 to 25 million euros is the price for our people are saying that's an absolute steal which it is I agree with you I think that's a really good price for a player of his quality but I'm not really after a plan B for Arsenal this season. I'm not really after a, for a luxury player like Awar. I want a player that's going to come in, take the game by the scruff of the neck and drive Arsenal to wins, which Awar doesn't do. Awar, if you speak to the experts, if you watch him, he's just not the type of guy for me um, that will take the game by the scruff of the neck when Arsenal are playing badly and drag them to a victory. He's a type of player for me that, drops his performances with that of the team he plays for. If they're playing badly, he doesn't shine. If they're playing well, he does shine. He's has that little bit of the Ozil factor about him for me, where if things are going well, he looks great. If things aren't going well, he's not going to drag you to a win. And I'm not interested in that type of character, even for 20 to 25 million pounds. I want Arsenal to go out and sign a quality attacking midfielder that is consistent and that is higher up on our priority list. We haven't got our number one target, which was Martin Odegaard, who showed last season performances like West Ham, that when we are playing badly, will drive you to try and get you a result. We need to look for the same kind of characteristics in players that will drag you to victories, drag you to points next season. And I do not see Hussein Awar as that player whatsoever. And neither do the French experts that I speak to about the player as well. So don't just take my sort of biased, if you want to call it biased, opinion of it. Take it from the advice given on this very show by the French experts as well. 
Um, anyway, that that for me is is obviously our last story. So we will go into the chat box and get your guys' thoughts and feelings. This is what we're doing the last bit of the show. If you are new, welcome. If you are new indeed, please drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you're new. Uh, Mr. Thugi says, uh, that logic is crazy. Who plays well in our current team when the rest of the team is bad? I don't understand how the logic is crazy because the point is to bring in players that are not like the current players in the team. That's the whole point, is that you bring in players that are different, that have different characteristics of the players that we already have. Awar just adds to that mentality issue that we've already got at the club. Yes, Alistair, I'm really sorry if you're hiring me. It's it's really bad. <laughs> My fever is awful this morning. I'm so sorry. I'm trying to stop something from dripping. <laughs> That's the situation I find myself in. So apologies for that. Uh, MFB says, if not Awar, who do you think is more suitable for Cam? Um, obviously there's, there's not loads of options out there at the moment for Arsenal to look at. We did do a video on the channel, 10 possible alternatives to, uh, Emi Buendia. Awar was on that list. I very much am a big fan of Kamada at Frankfurt. Someone who's got 15 assists last season was brilliant in helping Frankfurt fight for a top four place. They couldn't quite get there, but he was absolutely excellent in that position as well. We just need, for me, is looking for a player that is transformative in the team. Madison is obviously a, a number one pick, and that is is ultimately where Arsenal will shine, is by getting in a player that is transformative, that improves upon what they've already got, and that can also play with Emil Smith-Rowe. That needs to be also a big thing about Arsenal today. Um, Fuaban says, according to the uh, Twitter page for Gwem Doozy on Marseille side of things, loan with the option to buy is not an obligation. Which one is it? At the moment, we don't really know. An, an option to buy at the end of a year loan makes little sense. Now, as far as I'm aware, he has one year left on his contract. So if he has one year left on his contract, why on earth would there be an option to buy him out? Because surely his contract would just expire and then, you know, uh, he, he'd leave on a free. So why, if that's the case and he only has a year left, why would there be an option? Does that tell us that he has more than a year left on his contract? I don't know. We'll have to wait until some more official sources kind of tell us about that one. We will wait and see. Assassin General says, uh, Tom, do you feel Arsenal sold the fans a dream with a diabolical 250 million war chest? Uh, we're not signing Basuma or Madison. Um, the, 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 I, I don't like these kinds of questions and it's not your fault, Assassin. It's, it's the fault of the people that have put you, the idea in your head that Arsenal have got a 250 million war chest. Arsenal have not sold the fans the idea that we've got £250 million in the bank. That is, it's not about that. It's not about the fact that the club have sold that. The elements of, the, of uh, different outlets have said that Arsenal got £250 million. Not the club. The club would never reveal how much money they will be spending in the, in the transfer window. Absolutely none whatsoever. So why on earth would, why on earth would Arsenal leak that information? Because if they did leak that information then that means that the clubs that they are trying to buy from know that they've got a certain amount of money, meaning that they can then hike the prices of all of those players. It makes absolutely no sense to do that. So I can't sit here and say that, yeah, that makes complete sense that Arsenal, why are Arsenal have sold a fans a dream? They haven't because that, for me, is not the case. They haven't sold us a dream in that sense because they would never reveal how much money they have got to spend this summer. Guna Loop says, Tom, stop hating on Awa. Sure, he won't take the game by the scruff of the net, but to 25 to 20 million pounds, why don't we sign Awa and can Madison? Can't we play Awa behind as a can? Um, I mean, to think that we can get both, I think is 
uh, it's a fantasy world. And by the way, just because I'm critical of a player doesn't mean I'm hating on them. It's a really immature way of putting it because for anyone that's critical of anything, doesn't turn them into a hater. If you want to abuse someone, that turns you into a hater. Being critical of someone's character and, and having questions about their game is not hating on them. And I really would encourage you not to, to, to try and dismiss opinions as such because at TGT, we try and welcome all views. So saying that someone's hating on something by just being critical of an option is just wrong, in my opinion. Um, let's scroll down and get some more comments. Tackle says, our is very good, but it will take someone more committed. Why don't we offer 70 million for Grealish? His favourite uh, ground is the Emirates, because mainly because he's going for 100 million plus this summer as a, mini, uh, a minimum. I cannot see any other fee for Grealish other than 100 million minimum being accepted. And even then, I think they might struggle Manchester City to get that deal done for that amount of money. Also, people talk about like getting a deal done for Awar because he's 20 to 25 million. That's too good to turn down. That for me is a really odd way of looking at something. When for me anyway, Arsenal's recruitment has been so poor over the last 10 years. I think we can all agree that the way that we've recruited players overall on average over the last 10 years has been poor. It's led us to where we are now. We can agree on that, that the way in which we've brought in players has led to our decline, right? So just because a player is worth or is going for a cut price deal, but doesn't necessarily prove, improve upon what we've already got by a significant enough level that it pushes us towards our targets. Why should we go for that? Well, I understand maybe for a backup option or a backup goalkeeper or a backup left back, I can stomach that, that kind of like in the way in which you get a cut price deal for those positions. I'm okay with that. That's fine. But when it's for an absolute key position like attacking midfield that we desperately need to improve quality in, I don't want a cut price deal for a plan C, D, E option. I want Arsenal to go out and spend the money that's required to get a player that genuinely transforms that position. That's what I want. So I'm not really one to fall in line with the whole, hours going for this amount of money, that's an absolute steal, let's do it because I don't think it's enough of an improvement on what we've already got, and it's especially not improvement on the mentality that we need to ingrain in the team. I do have, therefore, questions about why Tavares is being brought in, because I have questions about his mentality, but we will wait and see. My fellow, thank you ever so much for joining up as a member. really appreciate that. Guna Loop, I've sent you an apology. No problem at all, mate, and appreciate you for uh, apologising. Uh, Lango says, Edu and Arteta's time is running out. How long do we give him before sacking? His team selection and subbing are absolutely atrocious. We can't afford another bad run of games, dropping points, all because of William. We obviously... The new, it's a new season. It's a new leaf. It's a new opportunity. If Arsenal go in and lose the first five out of six, seven, eight games, then obviously you got. I think you've got to make a choice early on. If we're at Christmas and we're still far behind the top four, you've got to make a decision. Then I'd make one before that. Um, it's about where we are in relation to our targets and what realistically is expected of us this season before we make any kind of decision. Ron Stone says, is there any truth that Brighton are interested in buying Nketiah? It could be a good move for him. Uh, I'm sure there's interest. We've heard there's interest. I don't know anything about a bid. I don't know anything about talks. But as far as I'm concerned, that there's interest there. As with Watford as well, there's what interest from Watford in him. Uh, by Leverkusen is said to be interested too. So a number, a number of options available to us. 
Sahil says, Tom, I understand. I'm really sorry about my hay fever, guys. I really do apologize. Uh, Sahil Guna says, Tom, I understand United are signing players one after another, um, but people don't realize how bloated their squad is. Any United player, if available, should we go for? Um, Obviously, it's very difficult to, to sign players from play, teams like Man United, despite the fact that they want to sell, they have the ability to sell because it's Arsenal and they will increase the price on those players. Is there any player that we could get from Man United that would close the gap between us and them? The likelihood is probably not. The only types of players you're looking at is someone like Van der Beek, who would cost a really significant amount of money. So I'm not sure that's the right route uh, to go down. Um because I think it would just cost way too much money. And I mean, does signing Van der Beek close the gap between us and Man United? Obviously it doesn't because he can't even get into their team. So for me, it's about signing players that try and improve our squads and closes the gap between us and them. That's that's the issue that we find ourselves in right now. Uh, Alan says, Tom, uh, do you think Arsenal should get at least two transfers from the Premier League, Premier League proven players that will give us instant results? What is your opinion? I've always been an advocate of saying Arsenal need to move down the route of signing players in the Premier League that genuinely improve the team. For too long, the only Premier League players that we've signed are players that are surplus at their size, that don't improve us that are just fodder the last time we signed a player that was not a backup at a team was Callum Chambers the one before that was Matteo uh, Debushi they're the last two players that Arsenal signed for a Premier League team that genuinely weren't surplus to requirements at those clubs but beyond that it's been Cedric it's been David Luiz it's been Czech it's just not good. It's Danny Welbeck. All players that are just surplus at wherever they were, that weren't starting, that weren't in their first team plans. We need to be looking at Basumas. We need to be looking at Madisons. We need to be looking at players that are important to the first team squads at teams in the Premier League that come into the team and will smash it. Your Max Aarons, these types of players, that's what Arsenal need to do. Yes, you need to balance it. Yes, you can find good deals on the continent. But Arsenal do need to sign players in the Premier League. Ben White is another great example of doing that. Um, Wesley, uh, thank you so much for signing up as a member. Wes, I saw your membership yesterday. Uh, it says, how many first-team players should we sign? For me, it has to be between four and six. I mean, arguably four is a minimum. I mean, right back, centre midfield, attacking midfield. Uh, and... Uh, what's the other one I'm missing? Right back, uh, right back, centre midfield, attacking midfield, and arguably now, it looks like anyway, centre back. So four starters, backups, backup left back, backup goalkeeper, backup central midfielder as well, maybe even a forward. Um, so I think you're looking at six incomings, two of them being backups, four being starters as a minimum for me. Um, that's absolutely the minimum. Um Miwan says, Tom, would you take Coutinho? Absolutely not. Uh, Czech Perk says, I would be shocked if we got more than two starters, sadly. Yeah, so would I. Uh, Asmarom says, oh, actually, I disagree, Chet. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if we got more than two starters because um, I think that's what we're aiming for. I think we're wanting three minimum. Um, if, as a, if I was a betting man, that's what I say, uh, I'd bet on three as a minimum that we get, but I think we need four. Uh, Jose says, maybe Saliba will finally play for Arsenal once after the Gabriel injury. Again, we will have to wait and see. Uh, Tackle says, uh, Awar is good, but he disappears in important games. Madison is interesting, but we can hold that transfer and pick up Yves Basuma first, as other teams want him, but he wants to come to Arsenal. I still don't understand why Arsenal really aren't pushing on this one, to be honest. 
Uh, Jacob says, what is your honest opinion on Sambi Lokonga? Do you think he's got a higher potential than Genduzi? Obviously, he got a better mentality. Mentality, 100%. Leadership skills, a desire to play for Arsenal in that sense that he wants to succeed. He's willing to play under the, the head coach. Otherwise, he wouldn't move here. Um, do I know enough about him to say that he's got higher potential than Genduzi? Absolutely not. I've not seen anywhere near enough of Sambi Lokonga to tell you that I think he's got a higher potential than, than Genduzi. From the Belgian experts that I speak to and that we've spoken to on the channel, they feel that he's a very, very good player that is gonna go uh, that's gonna go places. So fingers crossed, but I can't sit here, Jacob, and tell you that he's got a better potential than Genduzi because I've not seen enough of him myself to, to make that assumption. Uh, Axel Rod says, how can we uh, avoid the English premium when it comes to English players? That's a reason why top six clubs look for a solution outside, like how Wenger did, picking gems from the French market. It's about finding balance, Axel. And I mean, whilst you say that top clubs try and find a reason around it, the honest answer is they don't. You look at Man City going out and signing Stones, going out and signing Walker, going out and signing these key players, Sterling from Liverpool. You look at Man United going out and getting Aaron Wan-Bissaka. They go out and get Maguire from Leicester. They go and get English players. Jaden Sancho, I mean, obviously he's coming from Dortmund, but he's cost them a pretty penny at the same time and originally developed in England at Manchester City. Teams that want to be at the top and want to establish themselves, Liverpool in the top four, wanting to get to that position, Chelsea as well, Ben Chilwell, um, the amount of times they go out and sign those players, uh, even Ross Barkley from Everton, uh, it's like they sign these English players because that's the way to push yourself forwards and in the Premier League, to buy from your rivals, to buy from things where it counts and where it matters most. So yes, you can find gems on the continent. We tried to do that for the last 10 years and we found some but it hasn't been good enough. And the only way that we close the gap is if we buy from within the Premier League as well. Um, Abe says, much better attacking midfield options out there, better than our like Nkunku, Olmo, Paqueta and Pellegrini. Uh, I think that the attacking midfield position, for instance, is one of the positions where you can find a really good option on the continent. I think that is a really good option for Arsenal to go for a, a, on the continent kind of position. I love Danny Olmo. I don't think he's a realistic option. Pellegrini maybe so and Kunku at RB Leipzig again possibly so. Uh, Paqueta was Alwar's replacement at uh, Lyon is arguably much better in central midfield than his French counterpart. So there are plenty of options out there. Uh, Sahil says, Tom, you didn't include uh, the Nigerian striker from Genk, the Athletic reported that we're interested in him. Um, yeah, I couldn't tell you his name off the top of my head. Um, does it begin with O? Uh, I think, um, for as far as I'm aware, there's just interest. I didn't include it because, honestly, I've just completely missed it. I completely forgot about it. Um, nothing in regards to kind of uh, a push that, that I've heard anything more than just interest. He's a different style of striker than what We've already got at the club um, and uh, maybe that's what's interesting them in kind of a, a plan B option. But we'll have to wait and see on that one. Uh, ono, ono Achu, is that his name, uh, Jacob? Uh, so I think that might be it, um, but I don't know. I don't know much about him at all. Uh, Jose Castro says, maybe Saliba will finally play. Yeah, we talked about that. Axel says, true English core is a must for challenging for trophies. The physicality, tenacity, etc., is much better. Uh, yes, Paul Ono Achu, uh, that's his name. So there you go. Uh, Wilson says, why on earth, uh, which is Wilson's favourite way to start a question, uh, why on earth are Arsenal not going for Basuma and Sabitzer? He's absolutely baffling and they are both brilliant players. Your guess, Wilson, is as good as mine. We're being 
it's it's really frustrating um, that Arsenal aren't going for some players that are out there that we know, you know, I know, would improve us. And they're not, they're just not being really proactive for me right now and for what we're hearing. But we don't know everything that goes on behind the scenes. So we've always got to consider that. Salvik says, anything special coming for the 25k subs, Tom? Milestone coming up for the TGT? Possibly. I'm thinking. Uh, I really am thinking of trying to do something. We will have to wait and see uh, if we get there. We're not there yet. We've got a little way to go, under 400 subscribers to go until we get to 25,000. So if you are new, please hit that subscribe button and help us get to 25,000 subscribers. Uh, Guna Loop says, what should I eat for breakfast? I can't tell you, Guna. Make your own decisions. Constantine says, I'm sure Arsenal will sign Madison this summer if he wants to come and Leicester would sell him for around 60. I think he'll cost a little bit more than that. Leicester tend to try and sell their players for the absolute maximum. Uh, Balaji, no, there's no tactical breakdown coming on our just yet. Laten Sport and the English sources that have reported it are not anywhere near reliable enough for me to commit to that yet. So I'll wait for some reliable sources to start saying anything about uh, our before we go into anything on that one. Uh, Clem, says any info on uh the regards to purchasing for the youth team arsenal are normally quite active on that front uh, nothing clem if they are they'll be looking within uh within england because you can't go out and sign 16 to 18 year olds that are on the continent anymore because brexit so arsenal should in my mind in the youth terms of the youth team be looking to find a partnership with a club on the continent like city have with twa like i think it's brighton have beer shot in in belgium we just need to be finding uh, a team where we've got a partnership so that they can buy those young players. And then when they get to a certain age, they've got that route through to the Arsenal first team. That's what Arsenal need. Um, let's go to Dirks, who says, are there any players in the championship with Grealish Madison potential that we can pick up now on a cheap? Ironically, one of those players is certainly Michael Elise, who looks like he's going to Crystal Palace. An amazing bit of business by Crystal Palace to get him done. To think they've now got Elise Eze, of course, who's got a long-term injury right now. Those two are just such good talents that will bring them in so much money further down the line. Really good bit of business uh, for Crystal Palace. And uh, yeah, you've got to admire it. Best of luck to Patrick Vieira in trying to get the best from them. Uh, Rahil says, pre-season training starts today. Any chance of Lokonga and Nuno Tavares uh, will be announced? Uh, maybe Nuno. But Lokonga's not done. Uh, Lokonga looks good. It uh, looks like it's going to be very close, but it's not done yet. So we will have to wait for Lokonga. But Nuno Tavares, uh, there's all the hope that that should be announced very soon. I have a feeling they might be waiting for the home kit reveal because uh, that I haven't heard any news about when that's going to be. Uh, our first preseason game is in six days. So you think that the, the home kit reveal should be soon? Um, but I have heard nothing about when it is. I haven't really looked into it, to be honest. But our first preseason games in six days. We all try and do a show for that, by the way. Uh, and hopefully it's maybe it's streamed live. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, Abindrot says, Tom, looks like we are getting to the panic uh, button point on the Arsenal transfers. At the end of July, if we're still waiting for something, that's when I'm going to start panicking. Uh, Asmarom says, Crystal Palace are targeting Michael Elise for affordable price. Last, they have Eze for around 20. Brighton are targeting very good cam uh, from Salzburg. He's more, he's more of a centre midfielder, is in Wepu. Uh, Leicester are going for Dakar. Arsenal have got nothing. So Arsenal need to be a little bit more 
savvy in the market. Anyway, we're going to wrap things up there, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, it is uh, it's Wednesday, isn't it? Hopefully, we'll have a show for you guys a little bit later on this afternoon. There is a big game this evening, of course. I hope you're going to tune in and enjoy it. Fingers crossed, Bakaya Saka is fit enough and ready to start uh, and play for England as England look to get to their first final of a major international tournament since 1966. And you know what happened then. So uh, let's fingers crossed it's coming home and uh, we can get one over Kasper Schmeichel for his cheeky little press conference comment, which I don't blame him for saying whatsoever. Uh, and of course, uh, Denmark as a whole as well. Best of luck to the boys tonight. Fingers crossed we can get the victory. I might see you a little bit later on today. Please drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you're new around here with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show. See you soon, guys. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90-plus minute. All your mates around, and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go, and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18-plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. Talk sport. Powered by fans.